This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, Emmanuel Sequera talks with one of the Huddle Instat players of the week, Nicholas Hughes of the Kimberly Dynamiters. Teammate Tristan Wheel was forward of the week, and Nate Glenn of the Columbia Valley Rockies was goaltender of the week. We'll shine a mini spotlight on both of them. Kevin McKinnon of the Grand Forks Border Bruins was presented with his well-deserved honours from last season. And we'll share some early season KIJHL stats. All this and more on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Morcom sick alley threw it in front. They score. Hat trick goal. He centered right up. Slot area scores. Bruins looking for that one timer. Didn't get it, but the rebound works. Down the wing, half breakaway. More scores. Short handed. From behind the net, a wraparound goes in. McDuff. Benson in the back of the net. What a What a week for Nicholas Hughes. In the space of just a few days, the Calgarian was traded from Sycamus to Kimberley and named Huddle Instat Defenseman of the Week for his performance with his new club. Emmanuel talks with the newest Dynamiter next. Stealing the puck is number 19. Rothfos putting the puck in deep. Goes after the puck with Hemming. Hemming got to the puck first. Puck to the blue line. Shot. Goal! 19-29. Nick Hughes... Taking the shot. I'm joined by Nick Hughes, defenseman for the Kimberly Dynamiters. Nick, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, Nick, uh, this this past weekend, you put up four points in two games with the Kimberly Dynamiters. Talk about how you felt that you played in those games. I felt like I played much better in the Saturday game. I kind of got back to my rhythm. So I'd been off the ice for a little bit, but shook off some rust on the Friday game. But as the game went on, I felt it went better and then... Saturday, I was more prepared, and the coaching staff did a great job of integrating me back into the lineup, too. What were some of the things that you like that you're able to do to help your team uh, pick up wins on both nights? I got a D partner who helps me play more of my game. Like He lets me be a little more offensive at times, so it's, it's great to have a guy like that who can, you know, has got your back if something goes wrong. And like all the guys, like you can pass it around and pick up a point pretty, pretty nicely. It's great guys. Like, they can finish for sure. Just the guys around me really helped me out, really welcomed me too. And what's it been like uh, to join Kimberly last season that you played with the Sycamore Eagles? But yeah, what's it like to be with a new team? I'll take anything. Like there's always a little bit of a intermission period where it's you don't really know many guys yet, but they've done a great job welcoming me and making me feel at home. And it's been a lot of fun. I like I like the town. I like the fans. Talk about, uh, upon joining the team, uh, what the reception was like that you got from your teammates. Well, it was open arms. Like, they welcomed me in. We had a lot of laughs with them. Like, it's it's been nothing but great. Now, this is your second year uh, in the league. What are you looking to accomplish personally? Personally, I just want to have the best season I can. Like, do everything I can to make it worth my while and have some fun. And just see how far the team can go. What do you look to bring to the Dynamiters this season to help them have another successful season? Because I'm sure the expectations are for them uh, is to repeat as KIJHL champions. Yeah, I'm just trying to do what I can. Chip in here and there. Try to play both ends of the puck. Be solid defensively and 
help put pucks in the net, really whatever they need from me. What were some things that you focused on during the offseason? Well, you can always be faster and stronger, so I focused on that. Never hurts to work on your shot, especially, so mostly speed, shot, and putting on muscle mass or weight. You mentioned you felt better in your in your second game compared to the first one. What were things that you liked about the way that you played in that second game? Uh, it's like anything. Like, it takes a little bit just to get back to playing games compared to just practicing. Like, it's a different environment. So I just felt a little more comfortable that second game and a little more confident in my abilities. Talk about what was your reaction upon finding out that you got traded from Sycamus to Kimberly? There's no sense in dwelling over it. Like, Sycamus is a great organization, fun place to play. So is Kimberly. Like, they're both good organizations that I think any player could have success at with the right mindset and work ethic. And then probably a final question. With the way you play, is like, are there any guys in the NHL or players that you kind of like to take pieces from and kind of implement in your game? I think most D-men will tell you now it's Kale McCarr, who's the top guy right now. But I like... I like his D pairing too, or Bowen Byram also. Like I like how they play. So like watch them, watch how they gap up, watch how they play away from the puck kind of stuff. Nick, thanks for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Again, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Players, spotlights. And great save by Nate Glenn. That does it. That is a fantastic. Columbia Valley Rockies come away with the win tonight. Nate Glenn, Columbia Valley Rockies, 03 goaltender from Cary, North Carolina. 6'3", 200 pounds. In 84 minutes of play on the road last week, he stopped 50 of 52 shots and was named the Huddle Instat Goaltender of the Week. Rockies head coach Taylor Sincenis on the play of his goaltender. Yeah, Nate has come back as a, as a 20-year-old player goaltender that's performed. He's put the work in in the summer and, and it's showing early in the season here and he gets rewarded in the first couple weeks with the, the goalie of the week and it's not just his play that's impressed me. He's, he's been a leader in the dressing room and helping our young goalies along as well. And, and young players just in general get acclimated to being in a new city and a new climate. And he's just been an overall overall great guy for us to have back in the Rockies organization this year. Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Uh, we're going to take a bit of a look at the stats for the season so far, just a couple of weeks into the season. And, Really already two teams that have surprised us early, that being the Chase Heat with a record of 3-1 and one heading into the weekend, plus six in the plus-minus department with wins over Sycamus, 100 Mahos, and Kamloops. Their only loss, a 3-2 loss to the Revelstoke Grizzlies. Chase coming out strong. And the Castlegar Rebels, who start the season at 3-1 and one with wins over North Okanagan, Columbia Valley, and Golden. Looking at the power plays in the early going, just two teams over 30% on the power play. That's Beaver Valley. They're three for eight heading into the weekend, 37.5%. Fernie is four for 11, good for 36.4%. On the penalty kill, Beaver Valley and Revelstoke, so far a perfect 100%. And Columbia Valley with three shorthanded goals to start the season. Top scorers per game played. So this is points per game played. Fernie's Andrew Kennedy averaging 2.33 points per game, while Zach Bowman from Spokane is averaging 2.25 points per game. And then there's seven players tied at two points per game. Amongst goaltenders, top save percentage goes to Chase's Luke Roberts at 976. 
Also with Chase, Meyer Gom at 959, and Columbia Valley's Nate Glenn at 955 save percentage. Last Friday night on the Grand Forks broadcast, the voice of the Border Bruins, Kevin McKinnon, was interviewing owner Dr. Mark Sinkarik when the tables turned. Now that you've had your half of the interview, I'm going to take over. So as you may have known, the Grand Forks Border Bruins um, has the great pleasure of having Kevin McKinnon and his broadcast team. As some of you may have known, he also won the broadcaster of the year for the 22-2023 year. Round of applause for Kevin. I'm just going to say some really nice things about you in front of you instead of behind your back like I used to. Uh, To the parents and the fans at home, um, I hear regularly how um, big of an impact Kevin and his team makes in terms of your viewership and your opportunity to to track the progress of your loved one, uh, your player that's here. And thank you for trusting the Grand Forks Border Bruins with your son. And um, Kevin, thanks for bringing the best of what we do uh, to the family at home. Bring it in, buddy. A well-deserved award for the Grand Forks team. Kevin McKinnon, Cody Fate, Les Johnson, and the newest addition, Bronwyn Bird. Players Spotlights. The Dynamiters have the advantage, and it's the guy with a hot stick on the Dynamiter side, Tristan Wheel, number 17. He's going to go in with a bit of speed. Wide to the left side, Wheel moves in, deeks, and he scores! Tristan Wheel, Kimberly Dynamiters, 04 forward from West Kelowna, 5'10", 175 pounds. Last week, two goals, three assists in a pair of Nitros wins, and a claim on the Huddle Instat Forward of the Week. Head coach Derek Stewart on the early season success of Wheel. Yeah, I think uh, Tristan came here in phenomenal shape and he's taking advantage of that right now. And he's, uh, The weekend he w- was a good one for him. He's got a lot of shots on net. He's got a terrific shot and um, he's working really hard away from the puck, I think, is a big uh, big reason for his success. And then uh, playing with two good linemates in Ross, Foss, and Konecki and um, things are going well for him right now. Just before we close off the podcast, I'd like to talk about a former head coach who passed away last week. I was working the broadcast uh, out of Victoria on Sunday. I was doing commentary. We learned during the broadcast of the passing of Brad Tippett, the former head coach of the Peninsula Panthers. If the name's familiar, Brad was the older brother of Dave Tippett. Dave, of course, a longtime NHL player and head coach. Brad himself played junior hockey with the Prince Albert Raiders of the SJHL. They won two championships before he headed off to the University of Michigan, where he was the captain of the NCAA Div 1 program. He was a head coach in the WHL for four seasons, and that was back in 1993. Then he left junior hockey for a number of years to pursue his career. In 2016, he got back to junior hockey at the junior B level, coaching in, of all places, Peninsula on Vancouver Island. That's where I got to know Brad Tippett. And like so many other broadcasters and coaches, I just grew to really appreciate what the man had to offer. He was a teacher of the game and he always had time to talk with you. One of the one of the things that I like best about Brad and he epitomizes so many other coaches at this level is his deep appreciation of the players and how great it made him feel when they succeeded. And there was nothing like that phone call from a former player saying that they moved on to the next level or they had committed to a fine university. This interview is from 2019, Brad Tippett. 
Yeah, that's that's a big thing, and and uh, just to feel that you've been part of that journey for a young guy, and you know, I, I think the other part of it is is that we try to teach some life skills to these young guys, and for that player to pick up the phone and and make a call back to a coach, it's a symbol of humility and gratitude, and and that the, the kid's got his head screwed on right, and uh, uh, he's thankful for the assistance he's got, and. And, uh, you know, he's going to remember that and he's going to pass that on to the to a generation of kids that he may end up coaching or, or even just in life. And uh, that's, uh, that's a big part of it. I was fortunate enough to have uh, 30-some guys that have played for me go on to play professional. And, uh, but the guys that have gone on to be accountants and doctors and lawyers and tradespeople and uh, carpenters and things like that, uh, you're just as proud of those guys because they're back helping their kids out in minor hockey and those are the things. Um, I got an email the other day from a group of kids that uh, I coached when they were 17 year old, the little all-star team that we had. And uh, they all got together for a Christmas game in Prince Albert. Uh, they had a father and son game with their kids and they sent me the picture of it. And that, uh, that really just touched my heart. I have to say I was a little teary with it. So those are the special things. Isn't that great? Isn't it about paying it forward? I mean, somebody was there for you on your journey and uh, you're there for somebody else on their journey. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Paying it forward is a great term. I, uh, uh, I got something I use like that. I, I call it pre-prepaid, but paying it forward, I think, is actually a, a better term for it. Uh, you know, if you do something like that, it comes back to you fourfold. Brad Tippett, former head coach of the Peninsula Panthers. Speaking on behalf of the KIJHL, I'd like to pass on our condolences to the Tippett family and to all the players that he coached. Brad Tippett will be missed. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to the KIJHL broadcasters, in particular, Kevin McKinnon, Eric Blow, and Jim Scott. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. Kimberly Dynamiter's defenseman, Nicholas Hughes. Nitro's head coach, Derek Stewart. Columbia Valley Rockies head coach, Taylor Sincenis. And Grand Forks Border Bruins owner, Dr. Mark Sincaric. And finally, a stick tap to hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days. <laughs>